Welcome back. I hope you guys are having a great week and I hope you've had time to listen to the previous episodes and implement the things we talked about. So real quick, I just want to make sure that you have had the talk with yourself. You know what you want to focus on first and all of the other things on your list will fall into play. You have evaluated your life and you've realized that you're choosing a hard regardless. So choose the hard that will bring you the most joy. Accountability. Do you have any? Did you already hook up with a partner? Are you in my community? Do you have someone to be accountable to? Do you have someone in your corner? This is essential guys. It's very important. Today, what we're going to talk about on episode three is finding your why. This is huge. Guys, I have failed a lot in my life. I have tried and failed. So let's even say, for example, the hundred pounds that I lost, that I started out to lose, that I ended up losing. I've lost weight before, guys. I, whew, let's see. Before I ever became a mom, I had lost 35 pounds or more twice. There have been so many times where I've lost or needed to lose, you know, five to 15 or whatever. And I don't mean that if you have an extra five to 15 pounds on your frame that you need to lose it, but I was in a bad place. I was all about what that number said on the scale or what my gene size was or if I looked like her. I was focusing on the wrong things. And so it never stayed. I was also doing it the wrong way. I was trying, you know, whatever would give me the quickest. I didn't want to do the work. So I took pills and I bought whatever I could off of an infomercial. Like, oh, I spent way too much time in that aisle with all the bars and the powders and the pills and the promises, right? Anybody else spent way too much of their time in that aisle? Yeah, that was me. Because no one ever told me that I had to fix what got me there in the first place. And I even remember Mark and I, my husband and I, we used to watch The Biggest Loser all the time. I don't know if you ever watched that, but we loved it. It was one show that we watched every week back before we had DVR or on demand or any of that jazz. Anyways, we would watch it all the time and it almost made me mad that they all had to have this like mental breakthrough and this breakdown. And I was like, why does it always have to be something deeper, something bigger? And I'm not saying that it's always about that, but there's always something that needs fixed. There's something in there that you're wrestling with. Maybe not for everybody, but it really was for me because I was just trying to fix the outside. And when you fix just the outside, you end up back in the same place because the inside still 
looks the same and the inside still talks the same and the inside still wants the same things because it doesn't understand why we're doing this. It doesn't understand why we need to make the better choices. All boils down to why, guys. You know, in my line of work, this word is big. And I've never had such an emotional attachment to this word until now. I've had whys that have made me cry. It doesn't have to. I'm an emotional person. You will learn that about me. I have a heart the size of Texas. I wear it on my sleeve and I love hard, right? But that's me. Maybe that's not you and that's okay. So if it doesn't make you cry, that's okay. But it has to make you move. It has to make you fight that hard. It has to make you do the things. Because if it's not, if it doesn't, then it's not strong enough. Look, I'm gonna give it to you straight. You are going to fail. You are going to want to quit possibly even quit several times, you are going to experience hard times in life. I need you to know why you're doing this so that you continue to show up when life keeps coming at you because it's going to, it doesn't stop. It's not like, oh, you're gonna do this, how cute. Okay, well, let me just lay off on the hardship. No, it's like, oh, you think you're gonna do this? You think you're gonna, yep, yep, hold my beer, right? Your why is not always going to be glamorous. It's definitely not going to look like anyone else's. So don't even try that. This needs to be about you. What do you want? And most importantly, what's gonna make you show up? So let's talk about that. Here is, I don't even remember where I've heard this, um, but I use it all the time. It's a great metaphor. So let's say that you have two tall buildings, 30 yards apart, okay? And they're 20 story buildings, 20 story buildings, 30 yards apart. On the 18th story, there's a skywalk connecting the buildings. Okay, are you with me on this? Usually I use my hand. So I'm holding up two arms right now and there's a crosswalk between them, okay? All right, you've got two burning buildings, right? So one of them is now on fire, right? So you've got one safe building, you've got one burning building and the flames are on the first few floors, right? You are on the 17th floor already, right? And your brain at first is like, get out, right? Run. So you run up the stairs and you get halfway across the crosswalk. Well, this is a quick moving fire, but the fire is now like up to the 16th, 17th floor. So now you are halfway across this crosswalk to safety, to freedom, what is in that burning building that you would go back for and risk your life for? 
Yeah, we're going deep, guys. And maybe it's not a person. Maybe it is. For some of us, it is. For some of us, it isn't. And so if it's not a person, I need it to be something. We all love someone or something in this world. What do you love so much that you would risk going back into a burning building to save? When I looked in the mirror, I was not the mom that I wanted to be. I didn't love myself. I wasn't happy. I wasn't taking cute pictures of my daughter and I. I wasn't chasing her around the playground. I wasn't, heck, I wasn't even sitting on the floor with her. I remember crying because the only thing I could do was nurse her. And even that was hard. Worth it. But it was hard. Guys, a lot, most of the things that you do are hard while you're doing them. You know, I'm going through 100 Days of Brave with my group right now. And she really emphasizes on that you're never, you never feel brave when you're being brave. Right? And for most of us, I don't know about you guys. I can't say actually. I can't say for most of us. For me. For me, I needed to show up for somebody else. And that's why I use the burning building metaphor because for me, when I started, I didn't feel like I deserved good things. But I wanted good things for the people that I loved. I wanted to be happy for my husband and my daughter. I wanted to enjoy my life. I wanted to live my life. And I wasn't. My oldest, Elsie, in the first six months of her life, I think I have three pictures. Three of me and her. Or three pictures of me total. Take your pick. They're the same. And I know everything isn't all the selfies, but... I am totally pro selfie, by the way. If you are feeling it and you want to take a selfie and you're like, mm-hmm, I am looking good. Let me maybe slap a little lighting filter on there. Sure, go ahead. I don't care. I am all like, you do you, boo, right? Anyway, squirrel. So for me in that burning building, it was almost sometimes it was even the idea of the life that I wanted because it wasn't at all the life that I was living. Like my sobriety is in that burning building. It is something that I am not willing to give up. It wasn't always in there. Your why will change. I've had so many whys because I've had so many trials. Every time I face something new, I find a new why because they don't all apply to the same thing. When I was in a car accident, when I was in that accident and broke my neck, came home in more pain than I've ever experienced in my life, neck brace on, I couldn't hold my daughter, I couldn't drive, I couldn't watch my nieces, 
I couldn't work out. I couldn't even carry a laundry basket downstairs. Like I'm a stay at home mom, a work at home mom who couldn't do my job. I couldn't do any of the things. Have you ever tried to make out with a neck brace on? It's really hard to do. <laughs> and you're not allowed to do much else than that, FYI. So don't even think about that. It was really hard to lose all of my independence. And I still had this job to do. This job of showing up and showing people that we push through the hard times, that we use the struggles to become stronger, that we have to find a purpose in all of it. And that became my why. After I got the neck brace off and I was still having constant pain and I was referred to a pain specialist and after years of doing all the things, and I mean all the things, acupuncture, PT, done injections in my back, all kinds of exercises, uh, massage therapy, chiropractic. It's not surgical and I wouldn't. And I just kind of realized that this is, this is my new normal. So my life is just pain. And so I could take that and I could let that pain consume me and it can let me tell you about daily pain. It fucks with your mind or anything that you deal with and struggle with on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be pain. So here's the thing, guys. I know I refer to my 100 pounds, that journey a lot because that's what it was for me. This could be fighting your depression. This could be your anxiety. This could be a new job. This could be getting out of an abusive marriage. This could be anything. This could be building a business. This could be anything that you want it to be. I just speak from where I came from, okay? And I hope that part of it, pieces of it resonate with you. But that's what the community is for. The community on Facebook, which I would love you to be a part of, search hashtag hot mess success, all one word, community. Please answer the questions when you request to join the group because I would love to know a little bit about you and all that before we get started. But that's somewhere where I would love you to share what it is you're working for or how you find your why because it's hard. You know, we talk about vision a lot when we talk about our why, because maybe you're not sure so much what you're running away from, like what that fire really is, but we can envision a life that we want. And I want you to start envisioning this life that you want because what we envision and what we see and what we talk about and what we perceive as our reality is what becomes our reality. I'm not saying that you can mantra this into reality, but I am saying that you will find ways to get there if it's always in your mind. So this can't be something that you just listen to this podcast and you're like, okay, my why is that I want to be a good example for my kids because when I was growing up, I didn't know how to deal with my anxiety and this is what happened. 
When I was growing up, I wasn't taught how to fuel my body and I have struggled my entire life with food. I want to be a good role model because we're raising the next generation. And we all know we need a lot of work. And I hate to tell you guys, but especially the parents, I am talking to you. If you do not fix your shit, you will put it on your children, whether you want to or not. So your ass better get to work because they're gonna have their own problems and issues. They don't need yours. And if you have negative thoughts and hate in your mind and in your house, you need to knock that shit off because we do not need any more of that. Find Jesus, find love, find a community, an accountability partner, find something. But that's not it. Okay, I really got sidetracked there. Sorry, man. I started like, whoop, whoop, preaching. I need you to figure out your why. I need you to figure out what is going to make you show up. Let's say that I'm your coach, right? Let's say I'm your life coach. Hey, hey girl, hey. I ask you, so why are we doing this? When you want to quit, what can I say that is gonna bring you back in the game? Because your partner needs to know. Because you will quit and you will self-sabotage and you will get in your own way. And I need someone to remind you why we're doing this, why you're doing the hard things, why you're showing up, why you're pushing forward, why you're pushing back against everything that feels natural to you, right? So it's not enough to just tell your accountability partner, tell the community, tell your coach, tell me, tell your spouse, significant other, mother, tell your dog. They're awesome. We love them, right? They're people-ish. Personally, I'm allergic, so they're kind of like poison to me, although they're super cute and I love them and they know that. Okay, so I'm gonna need you to plaster that bitch all over your house. Okay, maybe not all over, but I need it on a post-it note somewhere where you will see it every single morning, once a day, okay? You can put it on your bathroom mirror if you want in a dry erase marker. You can put it on a post-it and hang it on your mirror. You can make it the screensaver on your phone. You can make it the screensaver on your computer at work. You can put it on a post-it. I recommend, if you are somebody who works out of the home, I recommend that you have it both at home and at work even if the, the goal is not work-related. I want it to always be in your mind because you will, if it's always in your mind, you will make more of your choices throughout the day based on that why, based on that goal. And then before you know it, you're doing it. You're really fucking doing it. But we have to be aware. We have to know why. Because something's gonna happen 
it's going to throw you so far off your game, totally blindsided, didn't see it coming, and you're going to need a life vest. So we need to know how to throw you one. You need to know how to pull yourself back, how to get yourself back on track. Have you ever had a goal that you just wanted the goal, right? You just wanted the goal. You didn't, You weren't sure why. You didn't know why. Nobody ever asked you this. You never thought about it. Was it hard? Did you quit? Did you get it? Did you give up? For me, knowing why I'm fighting is everything. Knowing why I have to show up is everything. Because And guys, I say this so many times because I came from a place of self-loathing. I couldn't do it for myself. I couldn't show up for myself because I didn't think that I deserved good things. I didn't think that I deserved this change. I didn't think that it was possible for me. I thought there was too many things wrong with me, that I was too broken, that I was just too much of everything wrong for this world. But I would show up for someone that I loved because I am a fighter. I may not have always been able to fight for myself, but I'm a fighter. If you put me up against a wall, I'm gonna come out swinging. I need you guys to put yourself up against the wall. I need you to come out swinging. I need you to think that there is nowhere to go but taking one step forward. If you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter what you're doing right now. You know, I love Alice in Wonderland, right? The Cheshire, that cat, (laughs) it's like Worcestershire sauce, like the Cheshire cat, like so hard, right? Okay, so the Cheshire cat metaphor is awesome and totally accurate. So Alice asked the cat, I was wondering if you could help me find my way. And the cat replies, well, that depends on where you want to get to. And she said, it doesn't really matter. And so his response, drum roll, then it doesn't really matter which way you go. Guys, if you don't know where you're going, then it doesn't matter what path you choose. It doesn't matter what choices you make today. And then your life is just a free for all. And you wonder, You wake up one day wondering, how did I get here? Well, because you made a bunch of mismatched choices that didn't lead you in any particular direction. And that's how you got here. So let's focus. Let's envision where we want our lives to go. What do you want your life to look like? Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I could not have imagined this life five years ago. There are things that I I wanted There are things that I wanted in my life, but by just focusing on those small things, like the big picture came into play. Like it created this big picture that I didn't even realize that I was totally drawing because I was just focused on the idea of what I wanted the picture to look like. But there's so much detail in there. There's so much extra that I didn't even plan for. That's what happens 
when you go for it, right? When you set a goal and you go for it. We're going to talk about setting goals. We're going to talk about setting rules. We're going to talk about all that stuff. But right now, I just need you to know why you're showing up and where you want your life to go. Have you really thought about that? I know that you've thought about the things that you don't like in your life right now. I know that you have thought about all of that. Time and time again, you've done, been there, done that. I need you to think about what hasn't happened. I need you to think about where you want to go. And sometimes that's hard. So going back to my sobriety, I didn't know exactly what sober life would look like, but I knew what it wouldn't look like. And I envisioned it getting easier. I would envision going to an outing and being comfortable. Because I still remember my first sober wedding. It was my cousin's wedding. I was in the wedding and I just, I'm just gonna say disclaimer, I've probably ruined or caused a scene at every wedding I've been in, including my own. Okay, there might be a couple that I haven't, but for the most part, Melissa gets wasted and ruins weddings. That's, that's kind of my thing. I envisioned, I had this goal, I had this idea of how this would go because I knew it would be hard for me. Weddings are a time of celebration and everyone is drinking and dancing and having a good time. And I had to figure out how to do that without the thing that my brain was telling me I needed in order to do it. But not only that, guys, I wanted to be helpful. I wanted to be remembered as a positive experience to that day, not a negative one, like I'm so used to. You see, I could have psyched myself out before and said that you're going to be in so much pain because I also had to wear high heels with my back. So I could have said you're going to be in so much pain. This is going to be such a long day. You're going to be on your feet all day. You know, how are you going to make it? And if I asked myself those questions, then my brain would have been finding those answers and that would have been my reality. But instead, I was like, always look for the opportunity to be helpful. Always look for the opportunity to swoop in and be that sober savior, right? Like, look for the opportunities to do good things. Be present, dance, feel alive. Prove to yourself that you can have fun and still be the life of the party sober without having regret and apologies the next day. And I did. I loaded up that minivan with people and I drove them all around town making sure everybody got home safe and sound. I did that. I could have focused on all of the bad shit that I did and said one time is not enough to undo it. But again, guys, you have to get out of that self-sabotage behavior. 
You have to let that shit go. And I keep bringing up my drinking because that is a really hard thing to let go. Even all the shit you did while you were drinking. It's hard to face that. It's hard to face that because now that I don't have the alcohol clouding, I know it was me, but it doesn't feel like me. And I wasn't in control. I want to do a little exercise with you guys. I want you to create the vision for your life. I want you to start thinking about the future. I want you to start thinking about the things that drive you and what your purpose is here. So I need you guys to answer. This is a real quick exercise. I actually watched a, watched a TED talk um, and I got these five questions. So real quick, we're going to go through this. But if you want to figure out the vision for your life and your purpose, this is a good place to start. So one, who are you? That's simple. I'm Melissa. What do you do? Who do you do it for? What do they want and need? And how do they change and transform as a result of what you give them? So let's go through this. Who are you? Your name. Easy peasy. I don't need to go into any further detail with that one. Two, what do you do? And if you have a hard time answering this, what do you do? I want to take this further because I'm not just asking maybe what you do for your job because that might not be this answer. What do you feel supremely qualified to teach other people? Whether it's something that you do or not. Is there something? There is something, first of all. If you're asking yourself, is there anything? There's nothing. You're wrong. You're wrong. What do you feel supremely qualified to teach other people. And let me tell you guys, it doesn't have to be a skill. Do you know what mine is? What I feel supremely qualified to teach other people is something that I struggled with my entire life. So don't think this has to be one of your strengths. What do I feel supremely qualified to teach other people? Man, life lessons, I don't know, right? Like self-love, confidence, possibility. But what I really feel qualified to teach, if I'm being honest, is how to deal with your shit. It's how to turn your mess into a message, guys. My, what I do is really just get down in to the dirt and help people fix their shit. It's not anything that I ever thought that would be my skill or something that I would ever feel qualified to teach. But guess what, guys? Those who do can teach. Those who have been through it are the perfect ones to teach others. And there is something that you have done or that you know how to do that you can teach others. What is that? What is it? And if you're stuck on that, well, that's that's our first hiccup, right? You need to figure that out. Who do you do it for? Love this one. Who do you do it for? Personally, for me, 
I do it for all of those Melissa's out there who are still broken. 100%. I show up on the days where I don't want to show up. I do the hard things when it's hard. I make vulnerable podcasts like this and throw my life out into the world for everyone to take, see, judge, or toss out in hopes that maybe it helps someone. I air my dirty laundry and all the shit that I've been through so that people know they can get through their valley too. So that they know that they can climb up the well. Right? So who do I do it for? I do it for everyone down in that well. I do it for everyone who's still stuck in the bottom. I do it because I remember what it felt like to feel stuck like that. And I do it for all of those people who are still stuck or who are fighting the fight because I know that fight gets hard. I know that fight is hard and I'm still fighting it. And I want them to see that even if the fight continues for the rest of your life, I'm totally winning over here. These people that you do it for, what do they want or need? For me, they need the truth. They need to see real. They need to see the struggles and they need the tools to fix them. That's what they need. They don't need to see a perfect picture of me on Instagram. They don't need to see my hair fixed or makeup on. They don't need me showing off my life. They need me to show them how I got here, how I made it through. So yeah, I don't brag on myself a lot about all the things that I'm doing right now and accomplishing right now. You won't see a lot of that on my social media because that's not what you need from me. I share a little so you know that it is possible and this is what's at the end of the rainbow. But I show you the steps. I show you the struggle. I show you the dirt on my face and the tears streaming down. I share it all because I want you to know that's what it looks like. That is what it looks like. You are going to feel tired. You are going to feel defeated. You are going to want to quit and you probably even will. That's why I need to know your why. That's why you need to have an accountability partner. That's why you need to know who you're doing it for. Because you will want to tap out. You will want to take yourself out of the game because remember we talked about that. You don't really matter that much to you. Who are you doing it for? Question number four, what do they want or need? And I kind of touched on this already, for me at least, they need the realness. They need to see what the mess looked like before it became a message to others. They need to see every step of the process just as it is. So for me, that is what they need. That is what they want. What is it for you? Those people that you're doing it for, what do they need and what do they want? This is a vital step because it allows you to start crafting that vision. Knowing what they need from you helps you pick your path. It helps you decide what choices to make, what to do in your life because you know what they need from you and it helps you guide a clearer path. I hope that makes sense. Five, 
How do they change and transform as a result of what you give them? Oh man, they live, they love, they laugh. (laughs) How do they change and transform? Oh my gosh, like this is what really drives me in my work is seeing the change, is seeing the confidence, is seeing the life that they told themselves that they couldn't have and they're living it. It's the possibility. It's the dream. It's so much. I know that I completely transformed because of what my coach gave me. My life is forever different. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't done for me. What I'm doing here truly changed lives. It changes lives. But it changed mine first. Guys, what I really like about these five questions is that only two of them are about you. Three of them are about other people. They're outward facing. If you want to stay in the game, if you want to go places, you need to be outward facing. If you want to get to a point where you're halfway through your life and you're not like, what happened? And I wasted all of this. I don't know why I edited myself out there. Sometimes it's just a habit of bleeping out my F-bombs. But I need you to focus on who you are serving. What do they need? And how will they change when you give it to them? Because on the days where you don't want to show up for you, that may be enough. That may be enough. And whatever it is, guys, you've got to figure it out because you have to show up. You have to keep showing up. When my alarm went off at 6 o'clock today, oh, I was like, fuck that noise. I don't want to do this. But I knew if I didn't, if I turned off that alarm and if I laid in bed, I wouldn't fall back asleep. When my daughter woke up in an hour, I would be cranky and irritable. And now here I am, already have my workout done, already poured into my people and my groups. And now I'm knocking this off the to-do list so I don't have to do it later. I chose to show up even though I didn't want to because it was hard, but it makes my life easier. Hard choices now lead to an easy life. Easy choices now will lead you to a hard life. So which one do you want? Which one are you going to choose? For me, guys, it was all about serving others for most of my journey. And now I still I show up for me because after five years, I know I'm worth it and I know what I need and I know what is good for me. Like, even if I don't want to work out, even if my back hurts, I know it's like my daily therapy and I got to get it in because it makes me better. But I've really focused on other people. And that's my favorite part about coaching is that coaching put this all on me helping others and me showing up for others and me being the light for others. And that's kind of where I found my calling. That's kind of where I found this groove that works for me because the depression can't talk me out of it. 
because the voices in my head, and I don't mean to sound crazy, but let's be honest, we probably all have them. And if we don't, I definitely do. The voices in my head are always telling me that I'm not worth it. But when I take me out of the equation, there is no question of if those people are worth it. My brain never questions if my daughter is worth it, if my husband is worth it, if my challengers are worth it. It'll never tell me no. But if you put it all on you, it might. It might. And it probably has. And it probably does. So I need you to think. Is there someone or anyone in that burning building that you would be willing to risk and save? Because on the hard days, that may be enough. And guys, it doesn't even have to be someone who's still here. I want to share this, and I'm sure she's fine with me sharing it. But one of my coaches, her why is that both of her parents died young, too young, from health problems. From issues that probably could have been avoided with a different lifestyle and she was heading down that same path and it scared the shit out of her because she knows what it's like to go through life without your parents for most of it and to think that it could have been avoidable is just gut-wrenching can I tell you that she has lost over 65 pounds in seven months. She's changing her future. She is changing her destiny. She's changing her story. And she is stopping that pattern. I know that we have bad shit in our family. Genetics, you got that, right? It happens. You can fight against it. Because you have to think about every day you are either feeding the disease or feeding the cure which one are you going to feed into because that's it you can do the things that you need to do to get you to where you want to go or you can do the things that are going to stop you and let me tell you something that i learned a long time ago if you make a mess You have to clean it up. No one else is going to come clean up your mess for you. Trust me, recovered alcoholic here. Okay, I like to always suggest a few books for you guys to read, to listen to, whatever your jam is. I am totally a listen to books kind of person. I can't focus and read, but I love it on Audible. You can read the book, whatever you want. I'm going to throw you guys towards Mel Robbins this week. She has two books. I recommend either. I'm going to give you a short cliff notes and you can take whichever one you think is best first. So the five second rule is the first one. And this is really good at getting out of your own way. So if you are someone who says, well, I should do this. And then the next thing you know, you're not doing it. Well, it's it's a whole book and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but basically your brain, when you have a thought or an idea, your brain has five seconds before it talks you out of it. And so she basically shoots you off like a rocket. Five, four, three, two, one, go, move, act. So if you are someone who 
has that thought and then, oh, I don't wanna, or then all the excuses come into play and you have good intentions, but you don't follow through, this is your book. This is your book, you start there. The second book is Take Control of Your Life. I really like this one, especially because it talks about recognizing how your body reacts in situations. And for me, I get flustered a lot because when I get angry, when I show any kind of intense emotion, it manifests in tears. If I'm happy, I'm crying. If I'm sad, I'm crying. If I'm angry, I'm crying. And that's really frustrating because crying is seen, at least you know, in my mind, as a sign of weakness. And especially when I'm angry, or you know what I'm trying to stay in control of my emotions and I can't that's hard and for somebody who's so passionate like I am it was really helpful because it breaks it down to where your body first reacts what is the first sign of even like if it's anxiety for you what is the very first sign or symptom and then you have about 90 seconds before that spirals and you're now spiraling. And I like that because it's not usually like, so <laughs> for me, it's the tears. That's what happens after 90 seconds. But where it starts is my heart starts to race a little bit, very faintly. And sometimes I, my throat feels a little thick, right? And then it is about 90 seconds before those tears are welling in my eyes. And so I'm not there yet, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. So listen to the sample. That one may be advanced, but it's also just about recognizing this because it happens when you're fearful and we're fearful when we're doing the things and when we're trying to do the things and when we're scared and when we're trying to be brave. So I do think that it applies because if you can catch yourself from spiraling, if you can teach yourself to take action, five, four, three, two, one, go, you've got two huge tools in your toolbox now. Do you see how we're building that toolbox every week? My toolbox is full of books that I've listened to, of trainings that I've attended or listened to, of podcasts, of TED Talks, of YouTube videos, all of it. That's where all this comes from, guys, because this wasn't here five years ago, none of it. In its place was a desperate shell of a woman who didn't think that she even deserved what was on the other side of that heart. That's the honest truth. So you have to do the work. But I need to emphasize and stress 
that you have to change what you're doing if you want your life to change. Hear me again. You have to change the things that you're doing if you want your life to change. So instead of you being the main narrator in your life, we're gonna switch that to someone else who is speaking confidence and love and direction into you. I am one of those people, but you need more than me. Guys, I'm giving you 45 minutes to an hour once a week. And I'm giving you good homework and good stuff, but I need you to do this daily. This is as important as brushing your teeth. That personal development is as important to me as my daily exercise as my workouts, maybe more so. It's that big. And I was the person who fought it. Trust me, I fought it. I was like, I don't need any self-help. Thank you very much. I am the epitome of someone who needed personal development because the things that I was saying to myself, the conversations that I was having with myself, my inner mean girl, they were not building me up. They were not setting me up for success. They were not giving me good tools or any kind of direction. And we talked about that. If you don't know why you're doing the things, you won't do the things. End of story, guys. That's it. If you don't know where you want your life to go, your choices won't matter. You need to have consequences directly related to all the choices that you're making. You need to know where you're going so that when you are faced with a choice, you know if you're feeding the disease or the cure. But you need to know what the cure is and what the disease is. It's different for everyone. So I can't just tell you. You've got to figure that part out on your own. So what are you going to work on in the next week? What are you going to commit to before we talk again? Write it down. Share it in the community. Tell your accountability partner that you should have what you're doing. And better yet, if you haven't already, ask them to join you. I'm telling you, this shit works, but you've got to do the work for that to happen. Okay, so you have a direction of where we're going. You have a few books to put in your library to listen to now, to start listening to. If you're still working on the ones that I already recommended, that's fine. Add these ones to your list. So I really like this app I use in my phone. It's called Evernote, E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E. And it's just a notepad that you have a sign-in and password for 
so you can access it on all of your devices. I save a lot of stuff in there. It's what I use. You can save pictures, links, all kinds of stuff. But put this stuff in there. When I suggest these personal development books, put them somewhere. If you have a huge takeaway from this, put it on a post-it somewhere. It is not enough to listen. I need you to implement. I need you to take action. I can't actually come in your house and make you move. I share the broken parts of me so that you guys know it's possible to repair them. That it's possible to give all of your pain a purpose. That it is possible to turn your mess into a message. Maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you don't need to put it out into the world. And that's cool too. But broken crayons can still create masterpieces. And if you're not in the place right now that you feel like your life is worth saving and doing the work for, we need to take it back to that burning building. Who is in there? Who do you need to save? Who are you doing this for? What do they need? How will they change and transform as a result of this? I need you to remember that because it matters. All right, my crew has gone crazy upstairs and I am out of time. So I will see you guys next week. Have a good one.